too. No. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Woody Banter. Your hosts, Nabil, Daniel, and Anika are here. And our special guest today is Shazia Jang. Shazia, welcome to the program. Thank you. Um, so as I said, I'm very bad at transitions here. So Yes, so how has it been? Let's take a deep breath and, and hear from Shazia. Um, she was talking just now about being yeah. a creature of habit. Actually, something just interested me. So... <laughs> <laughs> So every time I talk to Shazia Auntie, I always notice that you have, um, you're very familiar with at least our local area, Redwood City, Woodside. And what I mean by that is, I don't know, there's, you seem to know what's going on. And, and I live here, I've lived here for a long time, and I don't know about like things that happen. Do you, know, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Oh, I know everything. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. She's the oracle. Yeah. So I'm wondering, is there anything Start happening from, right now? Yes. Uh, anything local, Woodside or Redwood City? There's a huge scandal, you know, countrywide, and a lot of local people living within the vicinity are involved. And who knows, some of your friends may be. Okay. Involved. Oh, the is, the uh, the college college scandal. scandal. Oh. Yeah. oh. And you know, I'm kind of you know, like I my fingers have that feeling, and you know, I have this feeling <laughs> that somehow I I would I'll know. Oh, you'll know who, who and you know. Okay. And Are you getting I, a sense? I'm getting a sense, and I will feel initially very bad, and then I'll start feeling. Oh, I I knew it. Oh. Oh. I knew okay. it. Oh. Then I'll go through that feeling of okay, that's okay. It happens all <laughs> <laughs> you know, can, can, can we have a, a betting thing going on where you know we can you can give us a you know set names and we can respond and maybe <laughs> make some money out of it or because we did earlier just before we started we talked a bit about money and a bit about um habits and and your relationship <laughs> with, with habits and money <laughs> You know, I can't think of any names, but you know, uh, I did eavesdrop this morning when I was in Menlo Park talking about the vicinity. You know, I was uh, mm-hmm. lurking around Menlo Park with my dog, my ever faithful dog, son, father, you know, because he's 15, which is like 99. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I couldn't help, but there were two women talking and I kind of, you know, made sure you heard. Sure that I, uh, uh, you know, if, if I could hear some familiar names and they were talking and I figured that they were from Atherton. So see, we jumped from Redwood City yeah. mm-hmm. to uh, Menlo, Woodside, Park. Mm-hmm. Menlo Park to Atherton. And so, you know, I was trying to, you know, lean a little bit more, but sadly I couldn't pick up any names, but I knew they were talking about someone. But uh, but sooner or later, I'll inform you. When okay. <laughs> and and, and real quick, we have Ajit Punj and Timur here. Ajit says, I'm not involved in this scandal. <laughs> he's, at, he's at Stanford right now. And then Tamor also says, neither am I. And he's he at, he's at USC right now. Which is where the scandal is happening. You know, the first person who comes and says I'm not involved is me. <laughs> <laughs> the first person who says, uh-huh. We got you. We G. got him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. first person who says. One idea that I saw online, it was like a crazy idea. It was like, let them do it. Like, allow them to have their kids go in mm-hmm. only if they pay for the five poor students in the university which i thought was like a pretty funny idea (laughs) yeah so so that they can compensate they can do it but like at the cost of well education (laughs) unfortunately is always a business isn't it And it's more like, you know, when you're living in society, especially the Silicon Valley, you know, where there's uh, so much competition, you know, and so much Mm -hmm. showing off, Mm -hmm. you know, 
where you know mm-hmm. it's more for the other parents around here mm-hmm. and right. it's like uh, what brand. is it nouveau riche mm-hmm. you know you want to show it to the other so you crucify your children mm-hmm. and here is now we are going to transition into the ha- creature of habit thing where it's nice. your habit <laughs> that you uh, make yourself you know you want this is your habit mm-hmm. and you're making you're imposing ha- it imposing it on mm-hmm. your children or your mm-hmm. loved one or anyone mm-hmm. that what you want to do if you can't do it yourself then you make it try to happen to the others around you well, you you've tried you've tried um and continue to work on breaking the habit of doing things which are expected of you tell us a bit about the things that you've done which might or might not have been expected of you um when you either when you came to the US or since you've been here for so many years or you know whether it's your business endeavors which are probably part of your kind of expected because that was something you saw growing up uh, but the creative element um which is uniquely yours well you know i'll make it brief and uh, interrupt me if i'm going too long um, we won't we <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> my discourses can last yeah. uh, is that when i came here um i started working i was going to fortel college and i was working in a um a linen warehouse and mm. i was uh, a stacker I, i used to stack uh, i used to work at tommy bahama so yeah, kind of similar so i was a stacker in my community you know i'm from a certain ethnic community right. and that was a no no because it's like a menial job but mm. for me and my growing up in a like a relatively mm-hmm. upper class society right. that was considered a no no from the people mm-hmm. here but not from my family mm-hmm. but i had to put something in my resume because i want i was going into corporate uh, travel part of the mm-hmm. industry eventually so um, but my parents encouraged me and it didn't bother me at all so that was the big thing that i didn't care mm-hmm. what i was doing right and you uh, just needed to start somewhere I, needed to start somewhere and i did it and my husband encouraged mm-hmm. me to do anything and everything you know from the day i landed he gave me the car keys uh and i drove from philadelphia airport to his university and mm-hmm. i drove and so in uh, anyway so i went ended up going to fortel college and then i got picked up by american express then i worked in corporate travel mm-hmm. from there onwards then i kind of retired when on to have a family after 13 years and then i just went to like middle school and elementary school with my son because i had never been to school here mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i learned the ropes of schooling mm-hmm. and then now i am doing artwork which was my co- calling at some point the reason was that i lost when did you start that when did you actually start realizing that you because you studied geography and um, history, history. World international relations yes in college so where did the art part come in so i was artistic i used to draw a lot mm-hmm. random drawing mm-hmm. drawing eyes mm-hmm. eyes looking here and there everywhere that's why i keep my eyes open <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, okay. it's a self portrait i can i can i i'm um, i have a bad eyesight but i can hear and i can still see <laughs> so i lost my uh, sis, older sister a few years back to glioblastoma which is a brain ca- aggressive brain cancer and after her uh, untimely i call death i was very very depressed and one day i just um, was very depressed and mm-hmm. and also encouragement from anika who's my very dear friend 
I just got a calling to do something creative and I started painting mm-hmm. and that sort of evolved slowly into smaller projects and then so got- describe to our viewers and our listeners some of the artwork that you create and some of the because some of it is very um unexpected even though it connects with the tradition of the film world in Pakistan or the um truck art uh, you know there's some things where you combine the traditional and the not so traditional together uh to make things particularly for the house um and, and you're very interested in setting up your own home in a very unique way um describe some of the projects that you have put together or created so basically um I'm uh, you know like I I call myself a desi hippie. <laughs> uh, I love um old stuff like you know old bollywood stuff, old hollywood stuff and old art and art deco stuff. So I kind of fuse them together mm-hmm. and it's called decoupage. Okay. And I uh, transform I transfer it on uh, old tiles which are used old basically um you know like uh, I reuse old stuff. and i paint over it like i use beetles or mm-hmm. i i'm a big fan of beetles mm-hmm. so i use that with some old pakistani poetry mm-hmm. and then similarly pakistani truck art with some you know poetry mm-hmm. or paintwork and i then reuse all these so you got trays and coasters and, and coasters and uh, so it's all mixed media okay mm-hmm. and uh, then i do exhibitions at home and so it's been going on for like 3 4 years and then i now i've been invited by the town of woodside okay. that was my last exhibition mm-hmm. and that was very successful and uh, that was curated so they selected and then i was um, invited and it was like 80% sold out wow so i'm curious about the whole networking aspect of what you just described so first you said you know you start these exhibitions in your home i guess i'm curious how what kind of people show up to that how do you get people to come to those things and then how do you meet with like how do the local towns people of woodside uh find out about you to invite you so uh you know for 13 14 years i was in sales and Ooh. basically marketing so i guess that was my forte okay uh and i'm very connected through next door woodside and i'm in, in social networking and i basically self teach myself all kinds of uh marketing and sales tools mm. so i do like open homes and then i invite other uh, artists and other people but not in the same field gotcha. and i do an op- open house and i do invites and like mini lunches okay and uh, uh, basically promote art and um, that's the way i do and i use a lot of facebook and google ads okay and my husband is in sales uh, and marketing so i kind of get his help but i basically self learn a lot of new things gotcha and i have a lot of social uh, networking uh, in the local area also i'm very social well i know nabil you mm-hmm. t- and usually talk about how why take a class cuz i love taking classes and you say why take a class just google it or go on youtube and you'll find the information yeah, that you need that's true um daniel you're you're considering of going into going back to school again as well aren't you but more of an online option yeah uh well i've already taken like online courses for digital marketing because i wasn't my background in college or i had not even known about it until the last year mm-hmm. um so just to kind of like certify myself as a marketer i would take these classes and then 
get the AdWords certification. So what's the program you're interested in? Which program? Yeah, you're doing some, you want to do something at Duke or something? Some online thing? Oh, so I want to get a certification at Duke University, which is like just a year program. And this is all online, right? It would be all online. So you wouldn't have to move anywhere. Exactly. Um, And then maybe travel during that year or do something. And so that would be the certification that you're looking for to give yourself a stamp in digital marketing since you didn't study that technically. Right, rather than doing graduate school or something Mm. else. I mean, I'm not opposed to that, but I feel like this is a lot more economical and more freedom to travel during that year. So travel, travel. travel. Shazia yes. travels a lot as well. Oh, tell yeah, us, I was tell us ask about her. the witty banter about yes. travel. <laughs> How long have, were you in the travel industry, like before you started getting into art? And- so I was about, for about 13 years. No, not 13, about 12 years I was in the travel lab, but I was in the corporate side of the travel industry. Okay. And that was with business travel. So I was posted in different uh, companies like, uh, you know, my major, that was an interesting experience. I was, my first job was a national semiconductor. And the reason they hired me was because I had a very Pakistani accent. And no, they had no. a lot of Indians. <laughs> <and> <laughs> and the benefit, the benefit of, of, of the speaking. Accent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a and, nice title oh, to give. The benefit yes. of the accent. And you know, and I t- which I, is rare which with is, a Pakistani mm. accent, isn't it? Because people come and they want to change their accent. You yes. know, they want mm. to completely, you know, kind of immerse themselves into the American mm. style. Right. <laughs> and uh, I refuse to do it because I just can't, you know. Right. I mean, I can whiten myself with all kinds of <laughs> <laughs> creams and tubes, yeah. but I can't change. Right. I, I definitely change mine. Like what you're talking about when you talk over the phone or talking with someone. You yes. Would, yeah, okay. Because I would always change my name to Daniel rather yes. than Daniel. Uh-huh. Just because like I feel like the first minute of the conversation just goes into a tangent of... Hey, what's your name? Yeah, and pronounce it again. <laughs> Don- like, let me, I want to make sure I'm saying Don- it right. Donald? I don't, yeah, <laughs> Donald. Yeah. So I would rather not go into that conversation See, but so I uh, here i mm. you know my, my name is you know like it's a syrian name and that has a bit of a history mm-hmm. to go more into a banter yes. is that i was given this name ma jabeen with a ma mm. jabeen yes. which is very very sweet yes. so i as a kid i had this instinct that i'm not that sweet <laughs> so, uh, yes and i was the youngest of these four older siblings and they they were taught uh, I'm not going to go on the religious side, but they used to be taught religion. Mm-hmm. And the religious teacher used to beat the daylights out of them. Oh, sure. But oh, each yeah. time he used to come and see me, I was this tiny little critter. <laughs> and he used to say, Marjabeen, it's your turn next. And I used to freeze. Oh. And then when it was time to go to kindergarten, my mom said, uh, the, the principal said, what's her name? And I said, Shazia. Oh, you just came up with it? I just came because my older sister's friend was Shazia and I Mm. just admired her. Okay. And uh, my mom, being extremely nice and caring, Mm. said, Oh, okay. Her name is Shazia. <laughs> so, yeah, I was Shazia. Wow, that's cool. I didn't know so, that. So, you know, and I, uh, so people used to ask me, what's your name? And, you know, some of them were very nasty also. So, uh, how do you spell it? You know, and, mm-hmm. but I stuck to it. But on a funnier note, the last name's pronunciation is Jung, like the war. Mm. It's a Persian last name, but okay. we get 
a lot of oriental mail right. we get yeah. the yellow pages chinese yellow pages <laughs> <laughs> funny phone calls yeah. all in chinese yeah. or korean yeah. you know mm. and i have no problems with immigration you know because they look at my passport and i'm <laughs> yeah. yeah, I never changed my name. I know you guys get irritated sometimes. Uh, yeah, well, I'll just say my name Anika and then, you know, uh, then then it's a bit of a problem, but not that big a problem. Because yeah. I'm afraid that I'll forget what name I sometimes gave. Sometimes my name is hard to, to say, like, like, you have to, in order for people to understand it correctly, you have to go like, Nabil. Like, you really have to give oomph Stress. to the beginning of, yeah. 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 If, you, if I just say Nabil... Like I don't know. For some reason, it doesn't hit people's ears. Yeah. Even in Pakistan, they. I feel like. I have to go Nabil. Gotta stress the e. <laughs> well, you both had very interesting uh, uh, names. We, your aunts had given you certain names as kids. What? Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I may you, not know. You don't know that. Oh. I mean. Which names are you referring to? I well, you know, so as a baby, you know, for me, you know, you two <laughs> were like my own nephews, basically. Mm. So you were very sweet. So the pious one, what should I say? <laughs> you could say it. <laughs> you know, so there was this uh, prophet and he, I had this imagination that he was uh, on the River Nile. Yes, he was Moses. Moses. Moses was, you know, kind of put on a little <laughs> so right. you're Moses. In a basket. And, you know, and I had this uh, story I'd heard that Moses was this really sweet little baby. And you know, he was <laughs> <laughs> on the River Nile. And, you know, when few, I used to come visit you during, you know, my mm-hmm. um, lunch break, I used to work close to your home. Okay. And there I used to see come and see little Moses sitting <laughs> in his, you know, so I named you Moses. Oh, that's you funny. Know. Yeah. <laughs> and what did we call him? Yeah, he was, was uh, you were either Bona, Bona. or handsome. Or Bona handsome. means means midget or handsome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I used to spy on you too because you were little, very little, and mm. uh, my office was close by, and she had to work out. a few times. Yeah, very I was working part time in Campbell. Yeah. So I used yeah. to come, and there you were with the, your nanny, and you had this cat, and the cat used to be flung over your. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> the oh, cat that ran away. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Uh, was it uh, Smokey or Bluey no, or no, something? Smokey no, is Smokey's our current, are yes. the neighborhood cat. I don't remember. Yeah. It was midnight. Wasn't it a nightmare it was or midnight, midnight or something? Midnight. It was midnight. <laughs> <Yeah>. Nightmare. <laughs> it was a nightmare for me. Because <laughs> I remember it ended up scratching me. And that's the, that was the day it ran away. I was like, yeah, yeah. am I going to tell anyone? Yeah. <laughs> what happened to our audience? I wonder, you know, uh, if they... They, they disengaged after yes. that whole. Um, no, this is this seems like normal. Yes. normal, normal banter. banter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is more than most. Most days is nothing. That is true. <laughs> yeah, <that's> true. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow is just checking in. We're watching. Oh yeah, Tomorrow's still there. Yeah, yeah. So, are you a creature of habit, Nabil? Actually, I like to be in the sense that, in regards to like focusing on something. So I do a lot of programming. And I find it very, I get distracted very easily. Hmm. Um, so if I could be someone who wakes up at six every morning and then just hits the computer, program, program, program. Uh, if I could do that regularly, that would be good. But a lot of times I'm kind of in and out. Um, what creature would you say you are? 
Yeah. <laughs> a, a bear. <laughs> a bear. <laughs> what? You're in, uh, what's it called? Hibernation? Much. Yeah, in a hibernation. Well, that's a very good question. So what creature are you? I have had this conversation with my sister Selma, who was also on Witty Banter. We decided I was the fainting goat. <laughs> <laughs> they are these goats. They oh, are these yeah. goats. I think they're somewhere in California, I think. or oh, some. And what happens is they're very, very active. The, and all of a sudden... It's their defense they just, mechanism. Yes, their mm. defense mechanism. They just kind of fall flat oh, they do. if they get scared. And so I decided that when I get involved in something, I'm very, very active. And all of a sudden I get exhausted <laughs> and then I faint. So I am a fainty goat. Well, I have always <laughs> imagined myself to be the leopardess. Ooh. What? Oh, like a, a leopard. Lot, you know, oh, you always have leopard material in your house. I have always been a leopard uh, because years ago I was there was a function in San Francisco and I was mm. wearing. I love leopard prints. Okay, I've graduated from leopard to uh, figures. You know, I'm into Buddha. I might become a Buddhist okay. in the future. So your dad spotted me from like a mile. That must be Shazam. <laughs> because I was wearing a leopard print. Do you remember so that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what about you, Mr. Daniel? What would I be? Uh, what kind of Maybe animal? an owl? A snake. A snake, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just thinking of when you said goat, Slithering? it means something different nowadays. It's like the term used for the greatest of all time. This is like the acronym for Oh, oh, oh. So when you say goat, goat. I did not know that. So, oh, wow. That's what they use. For like athletes or for... Well, what animal would you be? What would I be? Uh, maybe an owl. Because no. my name means wise, I think. Wise. And yeah. Tamura writes in... Yeah, there we go. Well, first of all, Faisal says he's here too. And he has his witty banter shirt on. Oh, oh my nice. goodness. Oh. Yeah. Limited uh, edition. And he's... Yeah. Very limited. <laughs> yeah, and he confirms you are a goat. Uh-huh. Uh, and then he said... Tamura says, if you could all magically make yourself get into one habit, what would it be? Mm. Um, one habit uh, you know what last year I had this two months of and I know you're kind of saying your premise is break the habit mm-hmm. I, and I'm in the, the Beals mode of I want to make a habit we want to break Break the uh, habit of not habits, habits that are not useful and yes. have habits that are productive yes. and stuff like that and so last summer I would wake up at around 5.30 and I would make myself a cup of coffee and I would sit at this dining table and write. And it was so much fun and I would write for about an hour or so and then that I was done. I can't get back into that habit again. And I am so, I know all it takes is putting the alarm on and getting up and making yourself a cup of coffee and sitting down in front of the computer, but that's a habit I want to make. Mm. So I guess break the habit of getting up. Today I got up at nine o'clock. I, oh. You know, I wasted so much time. Not that I would have done anything productive, but uh, it's a Sunday morning. <laughs> but nine o'clock is a late. So wake. the question again is to what, what habit? Is, basically, uh, what habit if, would you imagine? It says if you could all magically make yourself get into one habit, what would it be? Oh. You know, the habit I would want to be is just to have 200 calories a day and to be <laughs> And not young. I like my age. I yes, like yes. my everything because, right. you know, it's a privilege that is denied to many. Yes. But just 200 calories and be happy. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Great That's a good habit. One. Yeah. You know? yeah. I think mine would be related to that. Like being able to just work out right away and not have to think about it or like yeah. prepare or anything like that. Hmm. 
Like that would be my. Well, see the the positive of waking up late is that you kind of (laughs) skip breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) So, so that helps me keep the calories down. But um. Oh, so you should just say sleeping. Yeah. Sleeping. Yeah. Spend your time (laughs) sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) Um. But yeah, well, mine is probably what I mentioned. Uh. Well, oh. I don't know. Is ha- is focusing a yeah, habit? Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> yeah, well, the the ability to like concentrate on something and not be broken from it, and like you know, program, program for five hours habit. straight and maybe get up for water. So, so you've been doing it a bit with coding. Um, what have you ever focused on so long that you think ah, this is good? This is I. Oh, is there something that consumed your mind, but in a positive what way? Like, positive you? or negative? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. That's, I guess it's your yes. question. So yeah. I'll let you, you specify. Can, however you feel like answering this, what consumes you? Like, well, I guess one way to put it, one way to put it is programming consumes me and maybe it stops me from, you know, getting outside and exercising. So that's bad, but it's good because, well, hopefully it's my profession one day and I, I learn from it. So. I guess it can be negative and positive. So the positive is that if I start something, you know, like like my the artwork, mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, it's therapeutic for me. You know, it's two things. Uh, one thing is that it's the creativity. One thing is the therapy part of it. But I am consumed to finish it. But mm. only when I'm in the in that zone, mm. uh, not to you know like quickly do it. Mm-hmm. That is the positive. But the other thing is if I want to fix someone, tell us more because when Hassan came on, yeah. he said he liked um, reading because it's a less well, creepy way of people watching. Mm-hmm. So he, he just wants to observe. But you want to go a step further. You want to interact, with interact them. and yeah. fix. I mean, tell us more about what is it. Have you ever thought about politics? And people watching. <laughs> like being a politician. <laughs> you know, so, uh, in, well, you know, so uh, I, if I know, like, you know, I want to know more about people. So I'll use all kinds of tools, you know, and methods, you know, not like in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Like I, I do use Wikipedia, Google, everything, you know, I have books and everything. Mm-hmm. And I want to find out not about necessarily regular people, you know, like I'll give you a small example. It's a very morbid, but yet it's very interesting. I still read the physical paper i read the san francisco chronicle the mm-hmm. mercury the mm-hmm. almanac and everything and i like to read uh, the obituaries. obituaries oh yeah mm-hmm. i do too and sometimes you know if it's a younger person who's got a very mm-hmm. long obituary but they don't write the cause of death mm-hmm. so then i start googling around and i find out more mm-hmm. it's okay. not it's just i'm curious and it, i find out about them and somehow it's it's uh, rewarding. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a story, but there's missing pieces to missing the story, pieces. and so you want to f- put the pieces together. Yeah, I, I, I also read obituaries as well because one it gives you a grounding in in life in general. You think, and it will one day be over. You know, and clearly for these people who have their obituaries already written, it's it's already over. Uh, but you also wonder, it's like when you go to um, either a home that you haven't been to in a long time or you go to a museum and, or you look at things which are old and you think the people that are interacted with these things are dead and gone. And what were they thinking when they interacted with them? And it, it, for me, it gives me a feeling of 
thinking of my own mortality, but not in a morbid way. It's more of um, what can I do to control my life uh, rather than... Uh, and I can only think of the Urdu word kudoing. What does the word kudoing mean? Uh, <laughs> What's the English translation uh, for? Um, can't think uh, of the word. I know the word. It's uh, to do obsessing. Obsessing. Rather mm. than obsessing about things yeah. I have no control over, why can I, why I should, you know, and after reading these obituaries um, about, you know, people who, and then what's interesting to me is who wrote the obituary? Who wrote it? Exactly. Yes. And you're not talking about obituaries, yes. you know, like, uh, 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 like I and my husband, we like to, when we are walking, we are going to different places locally or internationally, you know, there are these plaques on uh, benches. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, Grandma Beaches. sat here or yeah, something. <laughs> dedicated to, to people. Right. You know, we like to read it, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. So uh, I lived in Boston. So we went to Cape Town. So they're the oldest. We like to look at graves, you know. Mm. They wrote, you know, yes. there were like 1500s. Mm. Oh, and wow. years ago, no, uh, so, you know, so then uh, the other thing that uh, hops in my mind is that, you know, we are from a different part of the world mm-hmm. and there's so much to see here. So that's where the fixing part in me goes that mm-hmm. I want to tell other people that, you know, there's so much to see in this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, go explore around, like in Kolma, you know, there's a, a, oh, yes, a the... there's the cemetery and my son is an Eagle Scout. Mm-hmm. And because of his scouting, we discovered a lot of things. So there's also um, a Muslim cemetery of people who served in World War II. Uh, I'm sorry, so where, no, you said this is in Colma? Colma, yes. in Daly City. Oh, Daly City, okay, okay. And, uh, you know, so they're old graves, World mm. War II, but they're veterans from a lot of, you know, so they have a lot of history written there. Mm. So you can spend hours over mm. there just mm. going over, you right. know. So, I mean, jumping from one thing to the other. So in, it's interesting to find out. And, you know, sometimes I write, make notes in my phone that I'll go home and I sit for hours. Mm. Similarly, I go look at, you know, like Freddie Mercury, you know. I, right. I didn't even know he was a Parsi. So, yeah, yeah. you know, and then I spent like, hours you know yes. over a period of a week you know right. researching and mm-hmm. i love books and you know mm-hmm. books magazines. knowing more about yeah here i mean no one thing you know going from jumping from one thing to the other you know even like you know the new thing artificial intelligence you know it's mm. not even my field but i hear my husband so i'm like googling on that yeah, me and, too. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yes well daniel has be, always been our source of knowledge in our of family daniel's yes. good at referencing the internet very yes. quickly yes. 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 And, of... and then when they question it i we <laughs> google it on my phone so tamor asks a question tamor says Speaking of obituaries, what are your thoughts on dealing with dead bodies? Are graveyards wasted spaces? Should people be cremated? What about recycled in some way? Well, mm. it's funny he brings that question up because we, I've been playing this game, City Skylines. It's a city builder. You build a city, and when you're at a low level of the city, you use uh, you can build cemeteries. But when you advance your city, you can build a crematorium crematoriums to replace your Mm -hmm. so if i was taking it strictly from a video game (laughs) standpoint you could i guess everyone could be cremated but uh they do take a lot of space i guess well especially if it's i don't know if they're already filled up space but then the problem is like what are you going to do with the bodies yeah i do feel sometimes we dwell as human beings we dwell too much on 
this on material things rather than so so if for example a loved one's grave is in a certain place mm-hmm. um and yes sometimes you get comfort by visiting that grave but can you not also find comfort by thinking of the person and thinking of particularly of special memories so you know it would be interesting to google and understand yeah. why graveyards with marked graves why unmarked graves why you know why the different choices that different cultures have made in how to dispose of their loved ones because it's primarily you know disposal of your loved one's body um so, similar yeah. to things that people have had for many many years i mean we were all trying to declutter and not collect things you know so culturally you know some religions uh, don't want marked graves mm. Mm. you know and some you know religions do mm-hmm. so the ones who don't want marked graves with anything is that's the reason that they uh, they go with you know uh, what is it D- uh, dirt to dirt or something yes, what is yes, the thing yes. mm-hmm. you know dust to dust, dust, to dust. and well, you know what does that mean dust to <laughs> dust <laughs> is that, you know you just put uh, you bury the body and just cover it with oh no coffin or no coffin no coffin no marker no grave marker no cement no nothing so you're not supposed to visit this place because then you're kind of in a way you're yeah. paying uh, a homage to a dead person when you should not be yeah and and you know on this note as well you know so here i am one of those you know against my my fellow uh, people that i have done a full body donation oh, okay to the extent that i've done my skin donation as well in case of an accident so that's recycling that's recycling because um i have witnessed uh, very closely at um, a, a hospital locally where i met two or three people whose children were at that time the helicopter was coming and they 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 were children, receiving donations they were receiving donations and at that point i realized that somebody oh. was dying and mm. they were so you can be giving life you can donate, donate. your body yeah and about 6 months back i was about to kick the bucket myself and they asked me that what is your preference because it's in my license and it's in my directive and i said somebody under 30 mm. and it was very close and oh. and i immediately thought of my loved ones that if this is happening mm-hmm. then they will see me through, through someone, somebody else someone yeah. else yeah right so answering your question that that will be recycling of me so in case you didn't see me here next time you <laughs> see someone else <laughs> in case you needed a party part <laughs> maybe they might be able to tra- transport my voice <laughs> sound box yeah too. that would be spooky wouldn't it <laughs> i want to do the tree planting one where it's like your remains are cremated and then they plant a tree where your I guess cremation. Yeah. yeah. That would be okay. You would hope the tree would grow. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you're a very co- a very mean and corrupt person. <laughs> yes, yes, tree, tell us Shaz, yeah. The tree might have many many, you know, thorns. It would not be a sanctuary. Yeah. Did you tell us about yours? Um your preference? Yeah, I guess I would just go with the cre- <laughs> cremation. Yeah. Uh I, I think the low cost at first I, I i have i have no. had the thought of like <laughs> i no no because that's important the people who are left behind when you're yeah. sad and then now you used to have to spend money you know no i agree i agree costco sells some costco cheap. has some <laughs> <cheap>. <laughs> Mon- 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 has been saying he's ready to b- buy his plot 
So it sounds like he oh, wants to be buried. Yeah, I, I wanted to buy one with a nice close buy, but I, I did tell her though. Yeah. I have written my obituary. It's in yeah. my safety deposit box. Oh, okay. But I do want a peace sign because I, I love the peace, peace sign. sign. Yes. I have a trademark of t-shirts and it's mm-hmm. a sticker on my car. I feel like I, I recall the, the either peace, seeing yes. either tie-dye shirts or peace signs yeah. somewhere in your in your home yeah, the my car used <laughs> maybe it was that as well you know so that people who are crossing me should know that uh, this is that's my no violence here <laughs> yeah. yeah i have thought of like uh well i used to think like oh maybe i want my body to be like frozen oh, yes. or something was, so yes. like in the future oh, like if they're Disney. able to like mm. I don't know, reju- rejuvenate Cry- my yeah. heart. Cryo, cre- cryogenics. cryogenics. Something yeah. like That's that. That's for like uh, workout recovery, isn't it? Like the fr- you're freezing your... Oh, yeah. maybe it's similar. I think maybe. it's the same. But, uh, but then it also got me thinking like, I won't even be... Like, even if that's possible, like I was able to come back to life, so to speak. I'm, I'm guaranteed that like the memories I'd have were destroyed. And yeah, yes. I might come back as like some sort of... Uh, rejuvenated human but like I would just be a new Nabil and you might as well like, what's just, the point I, yes. I wouldn't even I wouldn't remember this of me yes so uh, there's no point in I think I, I don't want to be around where people don't know me and they think ah, you no, know I, I who was she no you know how it goes yeah. where you have somebody who's an ancient relative and you say you know who she is she is so and so and so and so i guess the question is would you want to have your body frozen and let's say it's possible to come back to life uh, a thousand no. years no. later no. 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 i don't think no, it's okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know we've had a good life Okay. <laughs> you know, people have divorced me. 
Seriously, yeah. But no, I do agree. Having um, this is what I realize. What makes me happy? You can have all kinds of professional accomplishments and other ones, but if you can't sit down and have a good laugh with somebody, and you can't find enough people to have a good laugh with, uh, then it's kind of unconditional friendship. Yes, yes. But you never know. Yes, yes. Yeah. I actually did have a question about, or not question, but I had a theory about like arguments and arguments online. Yes. I have a theory, and this yes. is a completely made up statistic. Oh. This is not a research <laughs> on y'all, normal statistic. Okay. But that 80% of arguments are because of like some sort of miscommunication. Yes. And one thought that I had was when one time me and Nabil were looking at some post on Facebook. Mm. And then someone commented something mm. sarcastically, and we could mm. tell it's sarcastic. Mm. But Neil's like, "Watch, people are gonna misinterpret yes. this yes. and think that he's serious." Yes. And then, of course, the follow-up guys, "How dare you say this?" or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other guy had no idea like what was going on until <laughs> he came back. So, but so do you think how does that... this relate to your uh, what would make well, you happy? Well, it's a friendships. I was thinking. Oh, okay. Like when you were talking but about. But you can understand that the other person is just. Joshing. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's good, as Shazia was saying, to have a very, at least a group or one very good friend. That understand who, your... Who you generally don't argue with and who you can argue with, but you're still friends afterwards, you know? Yes. Right, right. Or, you know, if you just drop in and the friend says, okay, now I have to yeah, go yeah. somewhere if you don't mind, and yeah. she won't mind. Right, you yes. Know, or, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And actually, that brings up another interesting thing. I was talking to... Because uh, nothing we say on this is uninteresting. Uh, is that what I said? I just no, said. no, no. <laughs> you said uh, that brings up another interesting oh, thing, oh, okay. and so that's why I said nothing we say yeah. is uninteresting. Yeah, that's true. That's why we have so many viewers. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, I forget who I was talking to, but we were saying like sometimes you'll go to an event and like you'll talk to people and um, they uh, they they want to become really close friends with you like in really one meeting like really fast yes and they'll be like okay and let's like uh, we should definitely keep hanging out and like i forget the other things they said but like in my mind i know a lot <laughs> like when i go to some of these events like i know like i already have my close group of friends like there's no making new really close <laughs> ones so and it's okay you can go up to people and, and talk to them but you don't have to like pretend that you're gonna like yeah exactly um but it's like but i wonder maybe maybe oh i wonder maybe if some people like if they genuinely don't have a, a close friend and this is their they really Your like church. you what they see anyway That's and so, they yeah. they want to no you know what this is called people pleasing people please oh yeah, yeah. that's true yeah. i guess but is it though because i'm talking about the people who one thing is to kind of make yourself look good in front of people, but there's another thing where they want to like are you be hanging out with you. Are you suggesting needy people? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but is there anything wrong in being needy or or realizing, Don, I've lived fifty plus years of my life, and now I found somebody who is cool. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's true. I, I mean, think it's true. I have yeah. a feeling it has to do with what you were saying, which was they don't have other maybe other people that they can hang out with. Regularly. Maybe they want more. And I think that or a lot of people really liked you. you yes, know? No, I mean, that's there true. Are, I know sometimes that someone has really liked me, yeah. but I may not have liked that person. Yeah, know? that's true. And, or maybe the person lives like an hour away, and I know I'm too lazy to go. <laughs> I have my 
That's true. And you make false promises. Oh yeah, we'll meet. You know, and then yeah. you know, they're calling, and then you're you know like let Making me go excuses. into voicemail. Yeah. Whenever I see an old friend, that always happens. It's like, hey, I haven't seen you in a long time. Yeah, let's definitely like meet up or something. And I'm like, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know it. I know it. <laughs> I'm just happy to say hello right now. <laughs> Whenever I notice him doing it, it's always like now he'll say like he'll say like, yeah yeah, and then he'll end with a no, like a quiet no, like yeah yeah. No, <laughs> so like, like you're agreeing with him, but yeah, but but I do feel um, I have met, I meet more people, and you meet people, and then you think, oh, this is somebody they've got an interesting perspective. Mm-hmm. What was like, or or when I met my college friends after thirty five years, and I hadn't met them for thirty five years, it doesn't, and it. I know I'm not going to meet them regularly because I'm not there in Pakistan. But when I do meet, I'll meet on a very um, comfortable level like I was when I was in college. Mm-hmm. Things haven't changed. I, I don't yeah. have new baggage with me as far as things they did or didn't say or do. Uh, but but on a uh, switching to a slightly different note, even individually uh, are you able to sometimes remind yourself to not take things that other people say too seriously you know where you think ah, I'll, I'll have fun with this person now and we'll have a good conversation and maybe we will connect but maybe we won't you know yeah the question is do you not do you are you able to not take it seriously and not make it feel yes not not feel burdened with oh don i said to this person i was going to meet them but i'm not really you know so here's the thing you know now with you see you you guys are at a different age and we are at a different age so at when we were your age we were you know well we both searching. were we were we were like we were searching work, working, but we would jump at everyone because we were from a different part of the world and we mm-hmm. were kind of secluded from mm-hmm. And we would we did not have too many choices, so we, we were looking for the familiar. Familiar, yes. mm-hmm. but we still had our luckily our work friends and you know social friends. But now you know, uh, you know, like I I have a very wide circle of friends which I call because I have a dog group, yeah. I have a walking group, I have an exercise group. Yes, you know yes, they are all my yes. friends from different parts of the world, different ages, mm-hmm. and I meet them on my terms. That's the main thing mm. in our age, mm. you know. Uh, and you know, so like we have like this not a set, you know, it's like random. So we. Uh, but you know there was a time when you know you had to schedule a meeting you know yes yes we still have to s- uh, suffer that at times sometimes you know? you because do, everybody yeah. you know it's difficult mm-hmm. you know but mm-hmm. with you people it's like a lot easier you know because you can be night owls you know you can be you can be meeting, even like you know? even i have stopped yeah i'd like to hang out in the daytime i think we do try <laughs> to schedule it as well though because we also think of the mm-hmm. like one working hours and then two like our friend Michael is in the East Coast, so it's like we have to plan to make him, sure that hard. we're. Yeah, it's hard. We, we we play video games together online, and so but whenever we play with him, it's, it's a three He's hour three difference. Hour <laughs> so you have to like keep that into account. But actually, what I was interested in is when you first came to the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it like to meet, uh, go to a party or an event where there were other Daisies for the first time, the first event ever? What was your 
what was the feeling? Was like, oh, this will be cool. Like, uh, I'm in a new country, but also get to meet some people from. It was very familiar to me. I personally enjoyed it. I think it was Qasim's birthday party. No, it was Farah's. Farah's uh, sons. I yes, know, that's where I met you. But that yes. was not the first for me. Mm. Yes, that, that was, was the first, first for me because you came before I did. Yes. I did find the familiarity of people who spoke a language and had shared experiences similar to mine um, very comforting and um, it did help me settle in because my first six months I was homesick and looked for familiarity and phone calls were not as convenient and and I wasn't working. I did start to work, but it was very difficult. I didn't make friends as, mu- as much at work because I was still finding myself and understanding. You know, I, I didn't, there was too big of a culture gap for me to really be friends with someone from a different culture to understand the similarities. Um, so, so for me, it was very, very comforting. I don't know. You know, so for, in my case, you know, when I came and I was in Boston, Mm. And uh, the people that I met right away were much, much older than me. And uh, my husband's friends, he had just, he was still doing his MBA. Mm. And he had just finished, so a lot of his friends were bachelors. Mm. And they were not married, so I used to hang around with a lot of bachelors. <laughs> That's fine. And, uh, and or people who were much older, and they were, uh, pardon my saying, but they were very backward. Okay. Mm. So it was like I was this young girl yeah. with an older mm. A group mm-hmm. of people, and then we came to California, and I was still hanging around with those bachelors. Okay. So it was big thing, and then I started working, and I was hanging around, and then the other shock for me was because I was still not gelling in because I was from a different college, mm-hmm. and all these bachelors were getting married from with either much younger women, mm-hmm. girls, or much older. So okay. I still didn't fit in until I ran into her. <laughs> 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 and that was yes. at and you the, know the good thing was, that, was that, that birthday, birthday, birthday party and then it turns out that your dad was with my older brother in school oh, so that okay. was the familiarity that kind of and then my husband was in the same school okay. so there was that connection and we always lived close to each other mm. right. except that one year that we weren't there. yeah we were in mountain view and yeah. i think the other was you know with alia and her with hassan's mom because we were neighbors in Pakistan yes and we there was a similarity of a background that we came from that that is how you guys spent a lot of time with Hassan and Qasim as well because your age group was the same our mm-hmm. backgrounds were similar and mm-hmm. so right you ended uh-huh. up spending a lot of time yeah, what are together. the chances of I know what are the chances of you meeting people all halfway across the world and you know you happen to also be neighbors well, I, I feel it's a very unique situation where um, partly because of the young men that came in the 70s and 80s, your father, her husband and others, they came and then Silicon Valley was a place where they all settled. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's it, there was a uniqueness of this up and coming field that they were all getting into and technology yeah. and Silicon Valley and all of that. And um, that made this space, you know, unique to that group of young men who are coming i do feel that even though many of them came from a fairly you know well-off background and and but the fact that they made this space their home and made it 
what it is now they they all contributed to it a lot more than sometimes that they might even give themselves credit for yeah um because you know when munim came in the 70s and you know you guys came around that time as well that is what kind of gelled many of us here which is probably different i'm sure there are parallels in other places of america where there was some industry which made a certain group of people come together mm-hmm. but um you know for for all of the people whether it's ajit's father or whether it's you know um or all, all of these people that we know the common bind is the high technology tech, yes yeah, yeah. And you know so I've got a little bit involved in the high tech because I was constantly posted in the high tech you know right. my last posting was around Cisco and it was under construction at that time Oh and yes um so I that's when I quit you know and there was just I and I hadn't been there in 20 years and I recently went around there and it's that place where there was just two Cisco buildings and now okay. there it's all over the place so it's mm-hmm. on first north and okay. zanker Okay. and uh, um so and uh, you know how fast it was and the interesting thing is that when i used to be in these different companies uh the, the last name was jang or mm-hmm. you know they would ask me and inevitably one of the clients would know my husband oh, okay. and they would ask me in urdu <laughs> is i see your husband and i would say yes <laughs> yeah and you know the connection uh, going from here and there would uh, go the similarity, know, similarity yes, and right. you know wow. so but you know it's been a good uh, good 30 good, plus uh, yes. what, how many of a years we've been here <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but we do not want to be reborn yes <laughs> <laughs> but you know uh, here's the theory you know so i in the past life as the future life you guys were thinking so it i think i must have done something good in my previous life that okay. i was born in california okay and mm-hmm. not in uh, where oh, yeah. uh, i should say uh, zimbabwe <laughs> <laughs> well, well we do we do like to say that we grew up in california because when we came yes. we were naive young women mm-hmm. yeah. younger than two, both of you so <laughs> i grew up in mountain view basically i say okay close to you guys yeah Well, even Munim was saying that he's now been in the U.S. longer than he's been in Pakistan. Mm. Uh, so he's more American, I guess, in that sense. Yeah, he looks American too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it is a question that I, I, yeah. I ponder. I recently read an essay um, by a Lebanese writer, I think, and he wrote about the concept, the title of the essay is Guests. and he talked about Edward Said and about Joseph Conrad and Joseph Conrad was a Polish immigrant and he wrote The Heart of Darkness and then Edward Said was a Palestinian and um the writer himself is also lives in England and and in the US teaches in the US and i wonder for those of us who migrate from one country to another particularly from eastern countries or middle eastern countries to the west when we see ourselves as a certain identity how others see us and maybe that's a question i think for the two of you who are born here with parents who are so you know multicultural backgrounds you know what what are your thoughts of your identity and we had this question for hassan as well because mm-hmm. he lived in as an adult he lived in pakistan and, and even going to high school do you ever ponder that or do you not even consider it the, of what other people think of your uh, of your identity of what others think or what you think oh, okay um, i think what other from what i've heard from other people is that 
they like the idea of having like some sort of background and culture like food and you know, dance and music although everyone the, has a culture well if you're i guess maybe if, they want more than one right uh, i guess if we're comparing like like over here are you considering white like yes yes that's native? still a culture yeah but their ancestors are so far behind like if they're from yes. ireland or from germany yes. that they've there's kind of disconnected a, at there's some not point. a uniqueness. And we will probably at some yeah. point. It's blended well. so much. Right. So for them, they I've heard that they envy that aspect. That I think having two sort of, worlds really helps. Um, but but yeah. for me, I don't, I guess I don't see that much of a connection to it. Yeah, I don't put any importance yeah. on identity. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How do you really feel about <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of like we're all like humans and we came from somewhere and you know, if you like music and food from a certain place, then that's cool. Like but yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> like that is Asian. my identity. <laughs> Cajun identity. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's not something I think about. Uh, and when I talk to someone, uh, you know, I'm just, I take them at face value. I'm not going to draw any additional conclusions on what their person, what they will be like based on where they come from. But for yourself. like For you, yourself. Yeah. Do you... Yeah. Are you I mean, outside looking in, I'm an American. Like, if you talk to me, it's like, yeah, this guy's from America. He's an American. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Pakistani wouldn't say I'm Pakistani, I don't think. Yes, they would. Would they? Yeah, they what would. What do you mean a Pakistani wouldn't say they're Pakistani? No, no, no a Pakistani wouldn't would say I'm Pakistani. Like, I oh, they, oh, oh. you know, so... It, I think they would of, just because uh, of the name. Know, I, I'm yeah. pretty sure your daddy would say you're Pakistani. Well, I understand <laughs> that. But, like, if you talk to me, I don't yes. know anything about... Uh, you know you know so uh, he has similar ideas mm-hmm. like me so you know i, I love to travel mm-hmm. so I- interestingly you know i start feeling wherever i go that i belong to that country <laughs> okay because mm-hmm. for some reason you know it's not that i'm to- tooting my horn or mm-hmm. i'm some you know exotic creature right but uh, Why I, was, not? I was in <laughs> turkey and i uh, was traveling to cappadocia mm-hmm. you guys mm-hmm. have been to cappadocia mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i went to this uh pottery place and there was this man who looked just like Einstein and he was called Einstein. Okay. So I wanted a picture with him. Mm. So he started talking to me in Turkish. Mm. And mm. I said I'm not Turkish. Mm. He said what? <laughs> and I was like really pleased with my <laughs> <laughs> Turkish, yeah. you know? Well, if you just stayed there for 20 more years or whatever, you, know, you so would I be said, Turkish. Fine, I look Turkish. <laughs> yes, and yes. so, you know, and then somebody asked me at uh, Istanbul Airport, mm-hmm. Arabic, he started talking to me. And, and I said, I'm, so, I'm not mm-hmm. Turkish. I'm right. not. Mm-hmm. And she said, Arab no, speaking. I was speaking. Are, are you not Syrian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? So, you know, I felt very Turkish when I was in Turkey, you know. And then once right. we were in Spain and mm-hmm. this woman started talking to me in Spanish. Mm-hmm. So I was you know you feel Spanish I'm Andalusian right. you know and I have some broken blood so now I've started to kind of feel that you know mm-hmm. I if I'm in Redwood City I'm from Redwood City yeah. you know similarly going completely off track mm-hmm. uh, when I have to tell people that I'm out of town I'm not lying because when I'm coming home from Woodside to Redwood City yeah. it's a different town I'm going out of town it's true <laughs> you know? so I have to I justify that you know so okay. I, I mean I'm lost in this universe because God created this universe so yes. I belong to every place yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. also with technology and like fast transportation you can be anywhere so fast that like 
yeah, you could be uh, or in, educate yourself on it, like in the language. Yeah, it's not so divided. Where like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm from this country, and well, it would take us uh, a year to get to the next door country. So I'm very much not my identity is this. Whereas these days, you know, you can be a an Icelandic a person if you really wanted to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I you know, I'll, if I want to be a punk, I'll just color my hair, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you know, in three four weeks, you know, I'll yes. be a Barcelonian. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you could have been Irish was it yesterday or today St. oh Patrick's St. Patrick's Day. that's today yeah, today, today yeah. everyone is you Irish want, you can get today apply for a dollar today at uh, Trader Joe's if you're Which, what kind of, what kind uh, of pie? oh okay. I got it for a dollar got 99 one. yesterday well we're at we have less than a minute left so what would you any, like to plug any uh, websites any? you know so um i am a big fan of uh, the kalash valley of pakistan you know up north because that's very multicultural because that's mm. what my brain is multicultural okay. uh there are people from up north you know so that's mm-hmm. what the name of my um, studio is. It's called called Kalash Art Studio. Yeah, let me see this. I'll try and put it yes. in front of the camera. It's, uh, I don't have a website. Or you can put it in the description as well. Yeah. Uh, and it's on face. I have a Ooh, Facebook yeah, page. Yeah, you can see it. And um, you can certainly go browse it, you know. Mm-hmm. And whenever I have exhibitions, I post it. And um, I make... Uh, curated stuff you know for party for lo- people's weddings and um you know different stuff and uh, i'm very moody also sometimes i'm in a very good mood so i make very good stuff if i'm in a very bad mood okay. then i make nothing okay fair enough but uh, and i'm very happy to be invited today yeah no it's great having you um we and you will actually probably be our last guest we, we're gonna have a break of like doing the podcast just by ourselves for a little bit because having a guest every week is i don't know m- mentally straining a little bit <laughs> <laughs> um, not mentally straining i'm the organizer of the guest oh, sorry so. i should re- i should rephrase anika's fine me and daniel are uh yeah we want a couple episodes uh, alone so but we thank you for coming and um thank you viewers for watching and until next time take care thank you bye